Right, hello guys. I think we are recording now. Um, we welcome. Are. We are perfect. Live. Welcome to my best friend's podcast. We have another fantastic guest, and this guest is here to tell us all about being a bad bitch in business. Oh, maybe that's what I'm going to title it. Yeah, that's me. I'm going to title it. That's a great title. It's got a nice <laughs> ring to it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you, you're honestly, like, you're rocking it. Like, I've been following your Insta and, like, seeing your stuff. Like, that's what made me want to message you about podcasts because I was, like, I wanted to chat to, like, another woman who's self-employed. And, like, you were just the first thought that came to mind because, like, you're just, you know, you're just doing, you're doing good things and you're empowering other women who are also in business, which I was, like, it, it all ties in, all ties in. Um, but before we get into it, do you want to introduce yourself to listeners? Tell us a little bit about yourself, what your vibe is and what it is you do. Okay, so my name is Sydney Brooke. It is spelled C-U-I-D. I love how differently it's spelled. Like, I love for really names don't. that are not spelled the conventional way. I'm like, I'm I, here for it. I mean, my domain name was really cheap, so, <laughs> like, we can <laughs> take that. Um, like, no one, um, no one can find me on social media. Anyway, back to who I am. I'm a branding photographer. Um, I also do gig photography as well. So anything about helping you show up better online, that is my jam. I am here to get you off behind the camera. I'm getting you in front of it, making sure that you have images that also align with your branding. I think um, that's super important, especially in the digital age that we live in. I am bored of people on LinkedIn having a picture from 10 years ago because it's just like, you're catfishing. Like we, we get enough of that from Tinder. <laughs> um we do not need that in a corporate setting um so not even a corporate setting like a networking setting or a business setting yeah no it's it's just not like I do my own headshots every six to three months personally for me um and that's whether or not if I take it myself or I'll do like a mini shoot with a different photographer just mm-hmm. so that like I'm constantly reflecting who I am now I change my hair color probably more than I change my underwear so like it's pretty important that I have you know so yeah that's a little bit about me um I'm gonna struggle with this people if you are listening I don't think I'm very interesting and I also said to someone earlier they were like oh you have fun recording your podcast tonight and I was like yeah sure and they were like what's wrong and I was like I have a stupid voice so I don't Uh. know how I'm gonna do this no, I absolutely don't worry about it. I hate, like, I hate the sound of my own voice because I sound like a 30-year-old man that's always got a cold. So... I don't think you do. No, I think your no. voice sounds a lot more feminine than you think it does. Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I think I've yeah. got quite, quite a, a masculine voice, shall we say. <laughs> yeah, like, I went to, I did a gig the other night, and the guy, I only have to say about 10, 15 sentences and someone's like they'll be like where are you from and I was the problem with telling people where I'm from because we'll get into it in a little bit mm. is it always sidetracks the conversation so it always ends up making it about me and I'm like I'm in a networking setting I want to know what you do for a living like I want to <laughs> know if I, if you're a producer or if you're a band manager like I want to know your story like I, I'm boring like I don't give a shit like <laughs> so I just turn around to the guy there was like four of them and he was like, so where are you from? And I was like, I'm a bit of a mutt. And by Christ, I've never had so many people like in unison spit out a beer. They were like, you can't <laughs> call yourself that. And I was like, well, I'm half American, half English. And they were like, 
oh, that's what you meant by the word fat. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, they were like, well, you sound really American to us. And I was like, get me in front of an American and I'll say I sound English. And they're like, oh, I, Yeah, I think you sound really English. Like, I'm surprised you're half American, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but every, everyone, everyone is interesting in their own right. So I think you're very interesting, but the only reason you don't think you're interesting is because you're you and you see yourself every single day and you spend yeah. all your time with yourself. So that's the only reason that you don't think you're interesting. I'd like to point out my dog is like on his bed right now, looking at me from the top of my, his eyes, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like you crazy lady, it is bedtime. <laughs> like, I think my dog is bored of my shit. So, you know. <laughs> so what is she on about now like we love, we love to see it right so tell us a little bit about obviously like how did you get into photography and like how long have you been self-employed and like you know doing your own thing okay so I'm coming up to like I've like a year so I say that I did my first photo shoot in December 2020 Mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say I start my business until March 2021 okay. so I have like I have two birthdays because I'm a queen basically um but yeah so basically what happened was during I from about the from about the age of like 20 I was gearing up to go work at Reebok all I wanted to do oh. I was finishing off uni like I wanted to go work at Reebok HQ like if you met me that's all I wanted to do like that was it was like I did my dissertation on Reebok and CrossFit and like I interviewed like half of the CrossFit staff to get them just to, again network get my name out there and eventually I did end up going to I had my interview I graduated in the October of 2019 and I had my mm-hmm. interview in September 2019 and then mm-hmm. they offered me the position then and there and they asked me to start right away and I was like I need to go home and like because uh Reebok HQ is in Boston so I was living in Portsmouth oh, so wow. I, couldn't just, I couldn't just be like peace out I'll like be here next week it was a yeah. bit of like planning and so then I moved in the January and the kind of idea was I was going to be a coach in the gym downstairs and then eventually I would take on social media roles because I I have been using a camera since I was like I had my first camera bought when I was 12 mm-hmm. for me my first digital SSR um and then but previous to that I was on like point and shoots from about the age of seven I would say so I had a very I was and like I'm 26 now so yeah um and then so and then the idea was I was gonna be my life in stages so the first stage was I move out there find a place then mm-hmm. I come back for two weeks pick up my dog my life then move back out there but unfortunately pandemic hit I couldn't yeah. really come home so my like I was and then I stayed so then I stayed until on like virtual staff until the June at Reebok and then the idea was they furloughed me which in the states just means peace out have a nice day maybe you'll come back when we reopen and then um I went and worked at Starbucks and the idea was oh by like we'll open eventually so like you just come back when we reopen yeah. And then I think everything kind of happened in like the same week, but it went like, I decided that I wasn't going to wait around for Reebok anymore. The last week in October on the Monday, on the Wednesday, my Nana had a fall. And then they were like, basically like, if you don't come, like the um, NHS doctor of people called me and they were like, if you don't come home, your grandmother's going to be in hospital during the second lockdown. Cause that was like 2020. 
so and then I flew back on October 31st so I was back here by November 1st and then yeah that's kind of how it went so then we're like in November and then obviously second lockdown I couldn't get furlough because I hadn't been in the country like there was all these things mm-hmm. so eventually a friend from Reebok who was like um she was kind of my secondary manager really lovely lady her name is uh, Caitlin love her pieces she was starting her own um side hustle business and I took some headshots for her in the summer of 2020 um sorry 2021 no, 2020. Sorry, I'm getting confused with the years. And she was like, hey, like, I want to do this staycation kind of thing. And I was like, okay. So we did a whole photo shoot via FaceTime, which uh, are still some of my favorite images uh, to take. Like, uh, because she was in Boston, I was here, I was telling her how to pose. I was like, let's put the ring light here and all these different things. It was really good. And then where like, not to touch too much on it, but my nan was quite sick and she needed to go into a home. And I'd already previously looked after her before I'd moved out to the States. Um, So it was kind of trying to find something. I was still applying for jobs at this time and I was just getting nowhere. Like I made, I would get through to like four or five rounds in and they'd be like, we really love your concepts because I was going from marketing and social media jobs, Mm -hmm. but you just don't have the experience. You're a bit too young. I was getting beaten out by people who've been in the business for like 20 years. And it was because that was what was happening. So I was like, okay, well, why don't I just do this photography thing whilst looking after my nan? Because we were allowed to see people outside by this point. So then I just started shooting and it's just kind of slow, very, very slowly built from about March, 2021. Um, I'd say I probably could have put more work in at the beginning, but Mm. with my circumstances and like moving and stuff, I was very selective about who I took on. And also like, I'm going to be honest, like, there were times I fucked it up. Like there were times that photo shoots didn't go that well. Um, and maybe I, I wouldn't say I messed up the opportunity. I don't believe you can mess up what's meant for you. Yeah. Um, but like, I think if I'd maybe done better on one or two photo shoots for different clients, that would have probably like propelled me a little bit quicker. Whereas mm. now I'm, I mean, I just shot last week and I was, I just updated my entire website because I was like, these are the photos, this represents the kind of photographer I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I mean, that's mega interesting. What I was going to say is what mm-hmm. was your position in Reebok? Was that, did you say it was a coaching position? Yeah. So I was like an, an intern coach. So um, yeah, no, I was an intern coach. That's fascinating. It's quite a big, well, not necessarily you turn in the sense that like you're kind of in the similar circles because I know you do a lot of fitness shoots, don't you, for PTs and stuff. Yeah. But it's still it's still a pretty a pretty big turnaround, I would say. What, mm-hmm. so in terms of like getting started, like how, even just like, I don't even mean just like logistically, like how was it for you getting started in terms of like, you had this really solid plan in your head of like Reebok, Reebok, Reebok. And then obviously that's, that's gone. And now you're like, fuck, I'm just, by myself now like one man band like how did that feel I think I had this vision of working at Reebok and I am not going to slag it off I am not going to do that but what I'm going to say is when people started to peel off because they got better opportunities I am or they basically took like the gym they decided to replace everyone with one person that was kind of the idea because everyone was peeling off um it just kind of got to the point where I was like, oh, so I'm not going to be working with these seven people who I've cultivated a relationship with over the past four years to like 
become a better coach. Like I wanted to be the best coach I could possibly be. And in my mind, that was work at Reebok for three or four years and then eventually move on to some either a different gym or move on to my own gym or to move on to like in the same CrossFit. Like we're talking big goals. And if anyone listens to this, they'll know me now. Like I wanted to be on seminar staff. Like that's not going to happen now. Like my goals have changed. And also that might have not even happened if it did. I will say one thing you have to grieve the life you lost. And I really had to do that. Um, I had to sit down and go, okay, that is not that first off, you don't actually really want that life anymore. Um, and second of all, it's not possible. Like what you imagined and what you worked so hard for, it's just not there anymore. Um, and I sometimes talk to people who are on that team. Um, I'm very close with a couple of them and they will say that what I wanted was five years ago, not even mm. when I went there. Um, and then others will say, well, it was just a great time in your life. And we're really sorry that you weren't able to actually fully immerse yourself in it for more than two months. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Like, uh, but you have to grieve it. Like you have to go there and go, actually, it really fucking sucks. that I put all this time, effort, money, traveling, like, and I was kind of like a, like it wasn't even like a compromise of people like what are you going to do if it doesn't happen I'm not a strong believer in plan B's um like at the moment people are like well, what are you going to do if this thing doesn't take off anymore like if you can't get more bookings and stuff like this and I'm like it I'll just keep going like until I don't want to anymore mm-hmm. you kind of have to decide like what is the final straw like what is the camel that was the straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing um so yeah like I think I really relied to go back to your question because I have gone on a tangent a little bit so already um to kind of answer your question I've all like I kind of feel like I've always kind of been on my own so like it wasn't really that big of an adjustment I'm very very lucky that I do my CrossFit gym has a lot of different people there so there's a lot of people who do run their own businesses have side hustles and stuff like this so like from a logistics point of view I had and like the gym owners themselves they run their own business like admittedly it's a service-based business um they're a service slash product-based business they have and they have a location they have higher overheads but they still run businesses so like I was able to really lean on people in my community and also google is your friend like just go on google like and like yeah they um you have to be careful of who you listen to but like you, we all are smart enough to read a blog post and know if that's right or wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that'll, that'll makes total sense. Um, Kristen, do you have any questions before I move on to the next, the next little topic that we've got? Um, I think something did pop into my mind, but now it's gone. So if I can think of it, I will come back to it. it just, yeah, just but. interrupt me. Um, so what I was going to ask, this actually does kind of segue quite nicely is like as a woman and obviously like I'm going to keep bringing it back to like being a woman in business but like do you struggle with the self-belief because obviously your business still is like one could argue very much in the beginning stages so is that like self-belief does that is that hard to come by or you kind of just like no it's going to be fine I can fucking do this it's all good you I want to say to everyone right now it's not up for discussion my business is a baby like my business is in like it's fetal position every single day like please do not get me wrong like I'm well aware of that um 110% yes 
every day is um, a struggle. Like I missed out on two opportunities because the email went into my spam folders and I found out this morning uh, and I emailed them back and I was like, hi, like I know these emails are from February, uh, but like, can we still make this happen? And I got one shitty email back being like, you should check your spam. And then the other one was like, yeah, let's make it happen. I was like, okay, cool. That's fine. Like that, that's how it goes. Um, I remember that my emails went down for 10 days and I was unaware of this last month and I was dealing with a potential client. It didn't go through perfectly fine. You'll understand when I tell you the story, um, kind of laying back, I have business cards, but I do not put my phone number on my business cards. I believe until you are a paying client, you do not deserve my phone number. Mm. Um, also, I am a female and I live alone. So I am mm. not telling, I'm not giving people my phone number. Smart. And it's like, I go to like an old school breakfast networking group um, on a Wednesday morning. Really love it. Again, lo meeting loads of nice people and stuff like that. But it was like kind of a debate of like, should I have my phone number on my business card? Anyway, this potential client had tried to, was from the business group, had tried to email me, but my emails had kept on bouncing back. I'd seen him like once in between this. And then he contacted the bursar and got my phone number and called me up and was like, your emails are broken. You need to get your IT team on this. And I'm like, I don't have an IT team. Like, I am the IT team. <laughs> I was like, I'm really sorry. And... It was just very much like, I don't know what I'm doing. I And it was like literally because I moved my website over from Wix to Squarespace, it just disconnected the domain on my email. I didn't know that would happen. And I get a lot through DMs. And it was like, well, actually it's really hard to contact you because you don't have your phone number listed on your website. And I was like, but my contact sheet's listed on my website and I know that's working. Mm. And also like, my dms are working if you and like i know it's you might not see this as like a proper way to reach out but they are like you could have just messaged me via that um and i think like that kind of generational can affect it sometimes but also like yeah like i felt like an idiot because i was like of course of course like you move your domains over it's going to disconnect on your email as well um but again if you go on to just like google like gmails so if you have g suite there is a little pop-up button in the corner that you can press and they will talk you through how to do it. Otherwise, if you really can't do it, they'll just do it for you. Like same with GoDaddy, like it, it, it takes time and it's not easy. And especially like, just cry about it. Like I cry about everything. Like it, it, you build a bridge, you cry and then you're like, okay, move on. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, Probably. that makes, yeah, that makes total sense. And I do feel like tears are a great way to build a business because I would not have made it this far without a good great. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I, I hate to say it. I don't really believe in myself, but I'm like to not get woo woo about it, but I believe in the universe. Like I believe yes. that I put out positive Came vibes. to the right podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like I put out positive vibes. Like if someone turns around and says to me, like, I really love this thing. I might not love it. Like, um, I think a band is a great example. Like I have a lot of friends who really like this, like really frou-frou kind of music. And we're not talking like Taylor Swift here. We're talking like, it's just not my jam, but mm. for like, I will still support them. Like if they want to listen to it in the car journey, I'm still not going to, and I think like, 
if it's like you if you belittle someone for liking something or you belittle someone for trying something then you're just asking the universe not to help you like mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's just like what you put out you get back and mm -hmm. like i know for a fact that like whenever someone works with me or the process of working with me i 120 percent make sure that it is a pleasurable experience to everything that's within my power I never want anyone to come away from working with me or meeting with me and being like, that was a fucking drain because I've been in that position where I've been like, I'm so drained from just sitting in your company. <sighs> um, so yeah, like just focus on the things you can control, which mm -hmm. I, I think everyone says that, but like, even if there is a day of like, you've got shit to do, but you don't want to get out of bed. You don't have to get out of bed. If you can run your business from your laptop, get your laptop, sit in bed, have a snuggle with your dog and cry about it like it, it's okay <laughs> yeah I completely agree it's all about meeting yourself where you're at basically isn't it to be honest um, so I have like a question just to segue from the you know building your business from your tears or whatever that kind of vibe yeah um so I guess that could be a question to both of you because you both have your own business but I'm um, like what I've been like some of the more challenging th or things that you've had to find out the hard way like what lessons have you kind of learned the hard way that you know might be helpful to others like starting their own business you know Nicole do you want to go first or I've got a really good example by the way yeah you know you mate you're the guest you go first okay oh thanks um <laughs> okay just because someone's making a hundred thousand a year or says they're making a hundred thousand a year from the similar business they're doing does not mean their course will work for you and also either way i i don't want to sit there and say that people are lying on the internet i don't i i can't i don't have time to like think that like someone would take the time to lie that they're doing better on the internet than they actually are but like again if someone else could do that thing you can probably do that thing too like you mm -hmm. you know like so like those two things of like, I took someone's course and it really didn't vibe with me. I think I got one unit in, really didn't vibe with me. Um, I'm upset that I spent that much money on it and I just couldn't make it work. And I beat myself up for a long time because I was like, well, if I don't work the way she does then I'm not gonna make money the way she does. And then someone was like, but you don't want to make money her way. And I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's probably a fucking good point. Um, <laughs> Okay, cool. So yeah, that would probably be my biggest thing, the two-prong approach. Yeah, mine's is probably, I just feel like, I mean, I guess being a PT, it's bound to happen. But like, I spent a lot of time comparing myself to like what everyone else in my industry was doing and being like, well, mm -hmm. I have, like, it's kind of like what you were saying. It was like, well, I have to do it that way because they're successful and I want to be successful. And it took a really long time for me to be like, oh, wait, like, I can actually just be myself and people will still want to work with me and like that's ended up being my biggest strength like people come like mm -hmm. I've got I, the client I just had there the night before doing this podcast the only reason she goes to pure gym is because I'm there it's not her closest gym she's got like two that's closer but she's like yeah I come because you're here and I was just like that's so fucking cool like somebody actually mm -hmm. saw saw me and went yeah nah that's the one and like yeah. that that'll happen for anyone that starts a business because there's like a bajillion people on the planet so to run a successful business, depending on prices and whatever, you need like, what, maybe 20 to 30 people a month to be like, yeah, that's the one. Like, that's nothing. It's easy. Like that's, you can do that. You've just got to be sort of brave enough to be like, I don't want to be anyone else. I want to 
I want to be me. So that's probably my golden nugget. I, I liked all of those. They're really nice. Awesome. Yeah, very wholesome. We love to see it. <laughs> Something that's rare on this podcast. Yeah, that was that was probably the most heartfelt moment this podcast has happened. Was your question there? Yeah. <laughs> um, what I would like to know is, do you think is it? Do you think it's harder being a woman in your industry, or do you think it, it wouldn't matter? Like it doesn't it doesn't matter here or there. I think yes and no. I'm gonna give you. There's like yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think branding photography specifically Mm. is very women-led um because it's something that came over from the states about 10 like seven ten years ago Mm. um i don't do wedding photography and i don't do child photography like family photography i find that women are very much in family photography from what I can tell and there's like I feel it's like a 50 50 split with like wedding but I cannot talk about those two industries because I've never entered into them Mm. um so like I say like I don't know branding not so much gig photography is very heavily male orientated um so I've learned just to do a couple things this kind of leads on to what Nicole says being myself so I do not hover like I'll be there and getting shots and stuff, but nine times out of 10, I'm a secondary photographer. So mm-hmm. on a gig. So that means I do not go upstairs or go into the changing rooms with them because they have a photographer to do that. Um, while they're sound checking, I will get some shots of them sound checking, but I won't be like leaning over their shoulder. I won't be like getting those macro pics, meaning like really zoomed in, like mm-hmm. um, really close to my camera. I do, I'm like, if they're like one of six bands and I'm only allowed to photograph them, nine times out of 10, I'll just sit in the bar or the other area while the other bands are. I'm not hovering. And I do find that more people come and sit with me. We get to chat more. I'm not really like shoving it down their throat. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I like I used to get the mentality I had to be the first one there and the last one to leave. But like the other night I was told that I wasn't allowed to photograph the main act, which is perfectly fine. Like he'd signed a social media deal, completely understood, but they kind of were a bit funny about it because other photographers had abused it. So they were like, we want to take your bag off you just to make sure you don't get shots. And I was like, that is my livelihood. Peace out. Like I left after the two bands that I was doing had finished. And it was just very much like I got done by nine o'clock. Like it was a much chiller atmosphere. And like, then I wasn't stressing about it. And maybe I could have stayed and like made more contacts, but like, I just don't think it was worth it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I totally understand. Sorry to interrupt, but I am getting told that we have to finish in 10 minutes because of the 40 minute meeting. But what I was thinking is if we just end and then start again, surely that's just going to start a new 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Did this not happen last time, but you somehow managed to extend it? Well, I think Zoom for Ages was letting people extend it because they were being sound cunts because of the pandemic and everyone was using Zoom. But they've, uh-huh. obvious, they've obviously gone back to charging people for uh, it, you uh-huh. know. So what we're yeah. going to do is we're just going to end. We'll all jump back and meet in. I'll hit record and we'll just pick up where we left off. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Two seconds. So right now that... Oh, I didn't mean to do that, but we're back. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, right what question were we talking about um right what 
particular, we've kind of answered this, but what particular struggles do you find being self-employed? Like obviously compared to when you were at Reebok and when you were like at UD and doing your part-time jobs, what stuff is there that like is just a ball ache because you're self-employed? Um, so I'm quite, okay, I've learned from a very young age, if I'm not good at something and it doesn't interest me to be good at it, I'm going to fuck it up. So I very quickly have gotten an accountant. Um, also being a dual national that I am, it means that there's a lot more paperwork. So um, accountants are not that expensive people. Okay. Like people think they're like thousands and thousands. They're not like go to like a local accountant, um, cone accounting, C-O-N-E. Um, they specifically work with sole traders and, like especially ones that are in the influencing business and stuff like that or um one-man bands really really good guys highly recommend them like cannot mm. go wrong with them and they have um but like most accountants that are I will say are like from 50 to 150 pound a month like it's and they will talk to her imagine you have a revenue and customs for you like you don't have to do that mm-hmm. and like um I think like I'm very good at bookkeeping so like even though my bookkeeping is not like what some other people would count as very good book good I can understand it that's all that matters okay don't need it but like the actual like I don't know if this can be like written off mm-hmm. if you've ever watched um Schitt's Creek you know it's a write-off it's a write-off yeah but, like, I don't know what a write-off is so <laughs> just get yourself an accountant and like st- like that would be the first thing I personally invested in was an accountant Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of courses on social media and like how to do better on social media, but like, I'm not good at it. Like I'm not good at showing up. I like, so I just hired someone to tell me what to do. And there are so many different social media managers out there. They do so many different things. Like the one I found, all of her packages have the same things in them, things in them. Mm-hmm. You just get less of the things the right. lower down go so whereas like some will do all your copy for you but some like it just look hunt around i highly recommend emily um she is at 37 studio if she mm-hmm. hears this highly recommend her it's definitely upped my game and like i'm now using my face on reels because i have her kind of holding my hand through that process yeah um, i'm very good in person like i feel like i'm very good like when i chat like this but like social media and like written word, absolutely no idea. Um, yeah, like no, just just someone else do it. That's great. No, that's very very fair. I'm very smart that you recognised that early on. To be honest, um, I feel like I I pretty much do everything myself. Like I enjoy the social media and the copywriting, but like recently, um, I had to sit and do my taxes for like the whole year, and. It took me three and a half hours. And when I tell you, my eyes were square by the end because just staring at the screen, I was I was in a bad way. But it's done now, so it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, right, what's up next? So actually, on the social media side of things, obviously me and you met through social media. Yeah. How do you find it like easy to connect with other people, other business owners, like the net? Because you're quite good at networking. You've mentioned that a few times. Like on the social media side, is that a tool that you use often? Or is it like you say yourself, the more in-person networking that's more your jams? So like I'm good at like reaching out to when I say I'm not good on social media, I'm really good at reaching out one-to-one. I am a strong believer, believer of sliding in those DMs. Like mm-hmm. slide in them. Okay. Like just do it. 
make sure you offer value too. Mm-hmm. Don't just expect people to give you shit for free, but like offer value too. But yeah, sign up to those DMs. Like that's how I got some of my bigger clients. That's how I started working with modeling agencies. Also, not just DMs. If they have an email, use the emails. Things get lost in the DM. We know that things get lost in spam. If you've learned anything from this podcast, please learn that things can get lost in your spam. Like, so, and I'm like, another thing is like, so as I'm a gig photographer, I am still quite, I'm more baby than in that genre than I am the branding. I have to work really hard. So you don't want the band to say yes to you. You Mm -hmm. need like the venue and the promoter or the band manager. So like you can end up having to email 37 people. I think was last the highest I've had to email to get like a media pass because they are like gold dust. So like you have to like network in that sense. Like I make sure that I'm like, I found producers to follow because Mm -hmm. it, of the artists I like and that's quite good because people do share things in their story so like if you if an artist that I want to work with shares someone their story you best believe if they've like reposted someone's story I'm like going in there I'm like looking at who they are going back about 20 years seeing their family holiday in Spain or whatever like you need to do some deep dives okay people all right like you need you need to get your FBI hat on and like um I have like a giant whiteboard in my office and I have genuinely sat there on my phone and like made a web of like how people connect to figure out who's the best person to reach out to. Um, before I, I was, that. Yeah, like, it, it, yeah, it's a skill like that we could all have. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is absolutely iconic. I have to admit though, even just listen to you talk about it, I'm so fucking relieved that I don't have to do that because the thought of that gives me so much anxiety. Like I have to network, but like I just network with one person. If they want to work with me, that's fine. Like I could not yeah. be doing the CSI shit. Like I can't find your diagrams, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that was Yeah. I yeah. think like I'm like I used to be, I'm a very someone once said I was like really annoying and I was like no 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 I'm not annoying I'm persistent like that is yeah I don't you don't have to do these things but like if you like I work for myself I don't Mm -hmm. have another source of like I don't like this is my only job at the moment so like I have to be like I have to treat it like a job yeah like Mm -hmm. um so why wouldn't I you know I mean like why wouldn't I take risks like and I do take take risks but I'm never rude I'm never pushy I have the three I have the three time rule so like I'll check in with someone three times I'm and if the third time they don't respond then I've got that clear message I keep a spreadsheet of people I've reached out to like who I need to check back in with like these are like brands or like people um and it like you should take no for an answer but like, don't say no to yourself before they've said no. Like, yeah. Um, and also like try and I like make different portfolios. So like when I'm talking to brands, if I want them to know that I've got this specific vision that is like to them, because I don't really have a niche, like I know I should, and I'm, but I'm still finding that at the moment. Yeah. And that's fine. I think we get told to niche down so early on mm. and it's so hard to do that. Like, even if you just look at, like, I think I have just under a hundred photos on Instagram. I've archived some of them. 
because they're no longer representation of who I am as a photographer. But like, you can't find your niche if you're not doing the thing. So mm -hmm. like, yeah. No, I totally, totally agree with that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I get you, to be fair, right, you've covered a lot of this anyway, but it's written down, so I want to ask it. What specific tips, and this isn't just your industry, but just anyone, like what tips would you give someone who's like never worked for themselves they have an idea that like I could probably either sell this service or sell this thing. Like, what would you say to someone? Because obviously you've literally just done it. So it's going to be really fresh in your head what the starting stages are. Okay, so my biggest piece of advice would be security. Whatever you need to feel secure in taking a risk, do the thing, okay? Mm -hmm. This doesn't have to be financial. Like for me, I have three months worth of savings so that if I didn't work for three months, I'd be okay. Mm -hmm. um, I like that is a really important to me to have that. Um, on top of that, I know that if shit hit the fan, I could go live back with my parents. Like that would, I could do that thing. Like, so like I have like two fallback nets, if that makes sense. If mm -hmm. you're not lucky to have that, I'm really, really sorry but is there any way you can price security somewhere else? So like, that's the first thing I would say, find your version of security. Some people's version of security is they want to do this thing, but they're scared people are going to laugh at them. Okay, that's fine. Is there a way of you doing it anonymously slightly just to get started? Like don't show your face or, um, or something like that. Like, is there a way you can do that? Or is there a way you can start a completely different platform that none of you, none of the people around you know, but like, do if you're worried about that I would say get a new circle of friends as well but that's just my personal opinion on that um so like you need to find security in some way um and also like understand you're gonna fail like I've had a lot more people say no to me than I have said yes to me mm -hmm. uh, I've had a lot of unanswered as well like that that does happen it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong it just means that they don't they don't care they don't have time but that's how it is um so and be a little bit delusional. Like I'm definitely, when I reach out to brands, I'm like, hi, you have no reason to hire me besides the fact that I'm in your DMs. So do you wanna do, you wanna do that? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's the best way of thinking about it. But also I think one thing I think about all the time and I say to all my friends and I say to everyone is time's gonna pass anyway. So like, no matter what you do, you're still gonna, tomorrow's still gonna come. And I know some people are like, well, tomorrow may not come. And yeah, that's true, tomorrow may not come. I could be building a business right now and I could not see my, to my 30, which that could happen. But at least I knew I was trying something. Um, and yeah, try it like literally, like just, I think another thing I did for a couple of years was I, or for a couple of months was I wrote on a piece of paper, the worst thing that could happen. Like I literally listed out if this fails or if this post doesn't go well, or this reel doesn't go well, what is the worst thing that could happen? And I just wrote it on a piece of paper or like listed them out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, did someone die? Did you die? Okay, cool. So we can do this thing now. Right. Cool. Perfect. So yeah. Oh, I like that yeah no that does help it's really cool um and just the last question on my end would be like this is just I'm just being nosy like what does success look like to you like what's your sort of like if I can if I can do this 
then I'm good I'm happy I've made it like what is that for you um I want to be completely and utterly financially stable and independent in my way which means I know that I've that future Sydney is going to be okay like I do a lot of like prep for like retired Sydney because I've been doing that since I was like 16 17 so she's good retired Sydney's good at this point but like 35 year old Sydney we're not really sure if she's you know what I mean um so like that I also want to have a re I want to be able to turn down people that don't align with me like they're people that like I don't want to have to say yes to every gig and I'll be very honest like I don't say yes to everything that Mm -hmm. does come through the door I'll try to like I'll be like okay like but at the end of the day like if it doesn't work like these are my terms if it doesn't work on your end then we're not gonna work um I've had someone come to me and be like hey like I want you to take really airy fairy like whimsical photos of me and I'm like that's that's not me like Mm. I don't I, I, I don't do that and I've like handed them off to someone else because again that I know that will benefit me later on mm-hmm. um I think also like I know how much like I know that there are things that I'm not a bougie like, I am a bougie person but like I don't need to make a hundred grand a year I know that in myself and I think that sometimes stops a lot of people because they're like well I need to earn a hundred grand a year no you can you can earn your salary you currently have now if you're in a salary job doing your own thing and you might be happier like that could make you happier like that's what I'm saying so I think having all these people be like I'm making a hundred grand a year and I'm like that's cool that sounds stressful for me like that sounds that sounds stressful Mm. I mean like I would love to stay with low VAT and (laughs) be able to go um like and stay a sole trader because like and maybe, maybe this time next year I'll be like, I'm a limited company and like, I am above the tax threshold and like, you know, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm VAT registered, not tax personal. I've used the wrong word there, sorry. Um, but like, maybe that's what I want. But at the moment, like we've just gone through a pandemic, like shit is tough. Like I'm walking at the moment because I don't really know. If, I can't really afford to put diesel in my car. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need to add more stress to my plate turning around and going, I must have this much money. Like, you know, like I can cover my bills. I'm okay. I'm putting some money away for X, Y, and Z. My dogs, like I I can provide very well for my dog who's currently walking around. If you can hear the little claws on the (laughs) the claws. Um, So yeah, I think there's no grandeur that I want. Like Mm -hmm. I would be happy. And this is gonna, if any boomers are listening, they're not gonna believe this when I say this. I'd be happy if I never owned a home. Like I would, I would be okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I like it. No, it's a chill vibe. That's what we love. We love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christoph, do you have any, any final thoughts, questions, etc.? Um, so a couple of pops into my mind. So just um, kind of going back on, uh, what you were saying Sydney about like not saying yes to everything like if something doesn't like align with like your brand um and this can be like a question to both you guys but do you think like being clear on like your values as a person has helped you guys to kind of like shape your businesses and therefore kind of 
make it easier for you to like kind of say yes or no to opportunities like Sydney guess first friend okay um yes and yes yes 100% you need to know yourself I do not know myself 100% like I don't like I, I work very hard to know myself but like I worked so long at not listening to my gut that I've had to retrain myself to listen to my gut mm-hmm. um and yeah like if you don't want to be there it's gonna suck even more like that's the best way I can describe it so mm-hmm. sorry my dog is just scratching <laughs> back on the carpet we're laughing at you yes we are We'll need to put like feet. What is your dog's name? We'll need to put like feet. So and so. His name is Sam. He's now looking at me like, oh hi. Special guest. (laughs) Two special guests this episode. (laughs) What was your answer, Nicole? So I right. This is going to sound really corny, but I genuinely think my business took off when I stopped saying yes to everyone because it was like how I used to advertise. And don't get me wrong, right? As obviously I speak as a PT. See, at the very start, you do have to say yes to everyone. You cannot be picky. If you really want to pay the bills, you take on who needs you. And then that's how you decide how you work and who you like to work with. But then you kind of get, it gets to a certain point and say like, you know, you're starting to cover your basics and stuff like that. And like, like I just got to a point where like, basically men who were 25 and older, when they messaged me, I was like, that's not a lag, no. That's just not, it's not my vibe. It's not somebody I want to work with. Like, would you, like, what what would I discuss with a middle-aged man for an hour in the gym? Like, what chat would there be? None. Absolutely none. Um, so stuff like that. And then again, like, for the goal stuff, like, my goals in terms of, like, what I want for clients. Like, if someone wants fat loss, that's cool. But, like, because of what I stand for and who I am, I get a lot of clients who are more looking for, like, the woo-woo side of stuff, the soft stuff about, like, your relationship with food, your body image. And, like, if I hadn't just taking the plunge and been like no this is what I stand for this is my values because like I guess as a PT like that was a risky move because then a lot of people who want fat loss they won't come to me because they'll think that I'm anti-diet which I'm not but my definitely my advertising steers more that way um so like there's a risk in itself because it's like well I could lose a lot of business but then what's the point in having business that doesn't inspire you and make you feel great and like do you know what I mean so I feel like Mm -hmm. At the very start, beggars can't be choosers, but once you're kind of on the road a little bit and like, you know, things are a bit less touch and go, I would definitely say start saying no to the things that you genuinely don't want to do as quickly as you can, because that's when you'll start to thrive and really enjoy what you're doing, really. I think that kind of, like, that's a really good point. Like, I'll definitely stand by the fact that, like, I've said yes to jobs I didn't want to do. Um, And two of the three of them I've done, majority of them have fallen through because mm. I've been I've been very much like I think the best way to say is like people have asked me to do corporate things which is like school photos but in your office that's what they've asked me to do and I I, I don't I literally don't have the equipment to do it because I'm that I'm not a corporate photographer and mm. um, so I think I'll be like this is what I can provide to you and then I'll show them my portfolio in headshots and they'll be like no we don't want it even though they've kind of been like, oh, we like your price point. And I'm like, well, this is what you're getting for my price point. And then they'll Mm -hmm. be like, nah. And I think it's, yeah, like a hundred percent, like 
I'll never like I will I will always take an inquiry seriously mm-hmm. unless they turn around and say like hey I want like I said like I want to be laying in a forest with nymphs around me I'm like I can't do that for you so here is someone who can you know what I mean so mm-hmm. yeah but yeah definitely Nicole yeah okay okay and um, my other question was um what was it now <laughs> Oh yeah, like what advice like would you guys give to people um on like dealing with setbacks like being self-employed in your business? Like how do you kind of like deal with these things and overcome them if you have any advice? Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> um one thing I do is I look back at my work a lot. So um when I've had, like, I've had someone be like, we'll check back in with you in six to 12 months, see if your portfolio's grown in strength, and then we'll decide if we want to work with you. And I'll be like, ah, bye. Um, so then I'll look back at my work and I'll do that. Um, I become quite good friends with most of my clients, so I'll talk to them. Um, and also, I, I mean, I'm mine, I follow most of my, I follow all my clients on social media. Um, so like, it somehow works where I'm having a bad day and they'll post one of my pictures. And for me, I'm like, I'll oh, see, like they see the value. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. They see the value. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, but also like I, t- I do talk to my friends all the time. Um, I'm certainly making friends who are self-employed as well. Cause you just kind of network and stuff like that. And that does help. That hundred percent does help. I love my best friend. My best friend works not a nine to five job but she works like a shift job um uh, and so some she enjoys having a steady paycheck and that's just where we differ so sometimes I can't be like oh and then she'll be like well just go get like a job like me and I'm like nah mm. uh, but it's also nice to have her because when she's like when I when I see her going through her shit I'm like yeah I don't have to worry about that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, I think on my end like it's so hard because like I'm an anxious being like I will fully admit that I'm a very anxious being so like a setback initially for me always feels much worse than it is so like for example if a client was to leave me I'd be like oh my god what did I do wrong like why why are they gone what's wrong or like you know or if someone doesn't sign up or like you catastrophize like and I think being self-employed whether you're an anxious being or not it, it always because especially the product you're selling is yourself like I don't make anything like I am literally you pay for you me like that it's all in my head like it's it's just what I've learned and what I teach and things so for me when a setback happens like I kind of similar actually to what Sydney was saying like I have like this folder on my phone and it's just every time I get a nice message from a client or a good review or anything like that I just go I just put it in the folder so then when I'm having a really shit day or if someone doesn't sign on or if someone leaves I go and look at this folder and I see all these lovely things that my clients say about me and I'm like yeah I'm actually do you know what I'm mm-hmm. I'm doing an all, I'm doing a right job I'm doing okay and then you like a lot like again I become really close friends with a lot of my clients like I I joke that like the reason I have so many friends is because like most of them were my clients at one point or another and it's just like you kind of think like these people wouldn't spend time with you willingly if you were shit or if like if they had a bad experience or do you know what I mean like I have a client who she's not been my client for ages but we meet up for coffee once a month and I'm like she would not do that 
if I had given her a bad experience or if I was bad at my job. And I think it's just like it's when you provide a service that's obviously like it's you, you give your, you give a little bit of yourself away every time that you give someone a service. Just see how that person feels, see how they feel when they're around you, when they're speaking to you, how they treat you afterwards. And like if they're sound and they like you, then you can probably nine times out of ten be like, Do you know what, I'm doing all right. And then that kind of gets you through the more shittier times of the old self-employed life. Nice. Again, yeah. another wee wholesome moment from you guys. I know. <laughs> feel of it. Absolutely full of them. What I will say though is the start is obviously the this is the thing. I, I think any self-employed person regardless of the industry will agree that the first six months is probably the shittest because you've got no frame of reference. You've got no at this point you might not even have any reviews. So if you can get through that, or even the first three months, you can get through that, you're golden. Worst is done, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. I still think I'm in my shits phase. Like, I'll be honest. Like, if I say I've say I've been going for like a solid year, mm. um, I would say that I only really picked up momentum in the last two months. And that was a lot because of I, I think it's hard as well, because like I kind of dealt with like moving and I live in a mm. hotel for six weeks and like so I it wasn't my top priority, but like I just want to say, like, I personally, like, no, I get what you're saying. Like, the first three months, I was like, ah, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Um, but, like, when I have busy times and I have really low, low lows, because they do happen, um, like, I didn't shoot once in January. I did not shoot a single thing in January that was paid at all. Mm-hmm. That w- And I didn't even do any model test shoots. So, like, for me, like, I did one, and that was, like, fully dragged myself out to do it. Um concept shoot that I was had off my own back and I didn't even Mm. like the images because I felt like I had to shoot um and yeah I just just don't like it's gonna suck and there's gonna be times when you're crying at three o'clock in the morning because your gallery won't export this is obviously slightly photography related it's very Um, specific (laughs) but like there are going to be times when that shit happens and you just have to be like, is this it? Like, I'm done. And I think like sometimes you have to think in three months time, will I be okay saying this was the moment that like crushed me or mm-hmm. stopped me from doing this? And there'll be, there may become a time when I personally do it, but I knew it wasn't going to be some guy telling me to go sort out my IT department. And I knew it wasn't going to be some guy telling me that he was going to check my portfolio in three to six months to see if I had improved. You know what I mean? Like I knew it wasn't going to be those moments. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that reminds me of? Have you seen that really? I fucking hate it. That cringy facebook post and it's like choose your heart and like it's about like weight loss or whatever but like it's a kind of similar vibe of like because you could be stuck in a nine to five that you fucking hate or you could be crying because you've not got any clients but like what is what's more worth it like what is the difficult you're willing to put up with and i think being self-employed if that's the way you're inclined obviously it's not for everyone i i've always argued even when i was really struggling that it was worth it personally yeah i think i think sammy um like sorry he just wants his belly rubbed and he's too far away um uh-huh. I think that like you can struggle with struggling doesn't mean it's like struggling doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do I think everyone struggles in everything they do yeah and I think you are right like choose your heart I don't 
I just worry that like when we say those things we think we kind of set people up to to, to think it's going to be this big mountain they have to climb yeah and that's a good point I, I it's not like honestly either look at people who who look like you or who are doing what you want to do and like you can see that like you can do it through that don't think everyone is your competition because nine times out of ten people want to help you like again what you put out is what you get back into the universe Mm -hmm. and also like ask for help okay do not worry like I ask for help all the time even now Someone told me the other day that I was using the wrong cleaning products on my lenses. And I was like, oh, thank you for that. They were like, yeah. And I was like, they were like, good thing. Cause like, if you use them for another few months you would have broken all your kit. Like, you know, like the universe like helped me there kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, it's scary. It's not impossible. That's the best thing I can say. Does that make sense? No, it makes 100% sense. And I think that like any decision where like you're in control is quite scary because like, again, if you were to get a job that was a steady, a steady salary, like there's not a lot of risk in that. I mean, there is risk in the sense that you might not enjoy and not have a good time, but like when it's like, oh, this is actually down to me to not fuck this up. Like that is quite yeah. scary. But kind of the pressure's taken off your shoulders a bit. Yeah. But again, I would definitely say that like, I don't know I just think it's so worth it like I just really I just really think that like I think more people should be self-employed because I think more people have a lot to give but they're scared to offer mm-hmm. what it, whatever it is they have because I think lots of people have skills that they just either keep as hobbies or they don't want to put out in the world whereas I'm like like people will pay you to do that like that's so cool like you should do that but then obviously everyone's different so everyone's got their own thing I think I do think there are people who just want to work nine to five and then have their free time and that's their social life and they want that. I, because they want to have other things like Mm. that do that for them. And that is amazing. But for me, I couldn't, I I did it for two months and I hated it when I was in between a gap year at uni. Mm -hmm. I hated it. Um, And I think also like someone else controlling my paycheck, I hated that too so yeah no that's fair yeah so but thank you so much for this I've had a great time no honestly we've had a lot it's been great having you on very insightful yeah it's been a really 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 interesting chat um I am just gonna hit the old stop recording but I won't end the meeting just so we can say our goodbyes properly but um thank you so much guys as always for coming to listen give us a share give us a follow give us a little review and if you have any further questions for Sydney about photography or that hashtag self-employed life, do just message a page and obviously we'll just forward it on no bother at all. And then I don't know if Sydney, you want to like plug your Instagram oh, yeah. or website or anything. Like, yeah, yeah, plug plug yourself. So you can find me uh, on Instagram under Sydney Brook Photography. And I'll spell my name again for you, but I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, which is CYD. N double Brook B R double O K and then photography. Um, and you can find me via my website, which is just sydneybrook.com. And yeah, so and if you have stayed in and listened to my rambling, like please just pop me a little message because like 
will just warm my heart. That's all I'm saying. Like, like me and Nicole were saying, he sometimes he's someone to be like, oh, thank you so much. And I'll be like, thank you. you you're the real <laughs> So yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Right. Okay. Well, have a great week, guys. And peace and yeah, love. Peace and love.